Hi, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece uh, that we have picked. We are in Romance Month. Ooh, February. Um, romance and horror are very close to me, if you can't tell. Um, so what are we talking about today, Julie? Um, we are talking about the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, which I'm just realizing has the same amount of plosives as pop culture period piece. So I'm acting like that was completely intentional, even though I just admitted, I just discovered it now. <laughs> Man, plosives. What what a time to be alive. Um. <laughs> I, I have an actor friend, Heather, shout uh-huh. out to Heather, who she will rock a plosive in a character. She oh, will yeah. make that part of a character. And I just, I think about a particular performance of hers. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I've always thought, hey, <laughs> this is the plosive episode, everyone. Yes, welcome. But I do, I think about a particular performance of hers and it always just is perfection. A particular performance is perfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, I, this is not what I'm going to recommend. I have something else to recommend, but I do also recommend, I'm going to do a double recommendation. Um, There is, if you are a nerd, either about acting, accents, or language, I highly recommend on YouTube. It's called Technique Critique, and they have a dialect coach and linguistics coach who, like, does for, like, major actors, and he'll go through, like, sometimes he'll go through actors that are playing real people and, like, go back and forth, or if they're trying to do an accent, it is fascinating. So that sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's great. Um, but here's what I'm actually going to recommend, and I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in first because I whoa I feel like you're gonna recommend the same thing. <laughs> I don't think we are. Okay, okay. that's be interesting. Uh, Murderville just dropped on Netflix, and it is exactly what my little like true crime meets whose line is it anyway heart needed in this in this time um it is for those of you who haven't seen it it's on netflix and it's will arnett and a set cast um with special guests but they all have a script for basically a, a true crime uh, uh, like a crime scene investigation script um which is a little silly sometimes and then they have special guest stars come in and the special guest stars don't have the script and it is everything and I kind of want to do it for my birthday and be like all of my friends I want you to create the script or I'm going to create the script or I don't know I love it I love it so much um okay (laughs) I'm just so excited now we have to do an episode about this even though it's not even related to our show um the reason I said we will not recommend the same thing Mm -hmm. is because I had a sense you were going to recommend that um, and I'll be honest, I watched the first episode last night and I, I did not enjoy it. Wow. I like not, I wasn't offended. I just, yeah. I was bored. I was bored. Um, there were just a lot of choices <laughs> that I was like, I thought, oh yes, I remember. I also remember making these choices when I was in beginner improv and there are very talented people that i expect more of Mm. as as a as a um comparison Mm -hmm. i will recommend the after party okay 
which is a show on Apple Plus. It, it the cast is like Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, Ben Schwartz, Ike Barinholtz, Alana Glazer. Um, there's so many fantastic people in this, and the premise of this is that, and it starts right out like this is the first scene of the movie. I'm not spoiling or show rather. I'm not spoiling anything. Some somebody has been murdered at the after party for a for a high school class. Okay. So each episode is the detective talking to a suspect mm -hmm. and we are seeing the party through the suspect's eyes. Okay. So we see moments that have already been talked about from other suspects through their perspective that are completely different when someone else is describing it. Mm -hmm. So it is a mystery. It's also very, very funny. Um, and I just love it. And so I, I think, you know, I'm three, four episodes in. So I think mm -hmm. to go from that to watch Murderville, which I am not saying is bad. It was just, we have I, different I thought tastes. I would love it. I thought yeah. I would love it because everybody was talking about how wonderful it is. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. I do think the the structure of repeating the same thing over and over again through different perspectives is like, one that doesn't get enough hype but we see and like it always becomes like what awesome like um the the haunting of hill house is one mm -hmm. that they keep going through like different like it's all of the same kids live the same lives but it's going through each kid's perspective mm -hmm. that like made it such a standalone thing so even if it's even comedy or anything like that it's a really cool storytelling device because you can tell one story but get more um of a marathon out of it. And you can also yeah. get more connected to the characters too. And I do love that premise of Murderville where one group has the script mm -hmm. and one person doesn't. Um, there's a, a show called The Oak Tree mm -hmm. um, that is not a comedy, um, but it's a, I think it started as a fringe show maybe, um, mm -hmm. not in Orlando elsewhere. And the the premise is there, it's one actor. Mm -hmm. They are a magician. Um, and they retired after tragic events. At the start of the show, someone um, comes on stage and pe performs the show with them as a two-person show. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't remember exactly. Like, there's there's some scripted lines, or there's I can't remember the premise. But the the actor doesn't know the plot of mm -hmm. the show, and and the other actor is help is helping them through to respond. So it's, it's interesting, but I, I yeah. do love that premise. And I don't know, maybe I just don't like Conan O'Brien. I mean, I will say the Conan O'Brien episode was probably my least favorite. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Not saying, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just trying to inform you of my, because Conan O'Brien is really good at playing the straight man, which is like phenomenal, but it's, like in his own way but like whenever you are the one without the script you need you need to not yes and as hard you need to not you need to not blend into the script as much and Conan yeah. just he felt like he had a script and the other ones like right now um yeah and like I just for me the Conan O'Brien one was probably my least favorite okay I will yeah. watch another episode mm -hmm. um my my tell when I'm watching something 
mm-hmm. and it's apparent I don't like it, but I don't want to reveal that just yet, is I'll I'll turn to Mike and I'll say, how much longer is left on this episode? Oh, I know. <laughs> Have I done that to you too? Yes. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Like, oh, is this, or, or you'll do like, are these in half hours or hours? How long? <laughs> like that one I've heard. <laughs> I'm like, anyway. okay, counting down anyway. the time. So the Guernsey Literary Potato P.O. Pie Society. All right, this was your pick. So yes. you um, give us a summary. All right. In 1946, a London-based writer begins exchanging letters with residents on the island of Guernsey, which was German-occupied during World War II. Feeling compelled to visit the island, she starts to get a picture of what it was like during the occupation. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Thank you. I did not write this. Um, no, I can it. tell. <laughs> you had your, no, not in, a, not in a you can't, but like in a, you had your voiceover voice. Oh. <laughs> like in 1946. Um, so Julie, you picked it. Why'd you pick mm-hmm. it? Because oh, it was streaming free and I looked up <laughs> romance. period romances. And I, I actually, I'd never heard of this movie or this book, yeah. um, surprisingly enough. And so when I read the description, I just, I really wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't often see movies that take place just after World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually it's leading up to or during. Um, and we also don't see a lot of movies that take place sort of in, in outlier areas that were not. Yeah. Um, Cities. significant yeah to the war yeah yeah so i um before we get into like the movie itself one of the key things in the movie and how they connect is that she had an old book that ended up in their rare books collection and it had her name and her address in the book and they got it during during the occupation, they they broke uh, into a bookstore and they got it. And then so years later, the we don't know he's dreamy yet, but oh man, is he dreamy. <laughs> so the only thing I heard from Julie before this episode was basically like, why is this man so hot? Um, <laughs> but um, sends her a letter, but we don't know what he looks like yet, saying that he got her book and would like, you know, he has a he has a request for another book because they're in an outlying area and could she mail it to him and they start mailing back and forth and i i'm not an antique collector but i do have some really cool things um and one of them is i have a book from eight an arabian nights from 1835 that has on the inside the original owner's name and address and it is one of those things that like feel, it gives my heart such joy because there is something beautiful like I I do I do like a lot of thrifted things or consignment or and those have those have a negative connotation but I really love the word pre-loved mm-hmm. like if something mm-hmm. was pre-loved and I I did like the fact that that was kind of how this how this book how this whole thing started was a pre mm-hmm. like a pre-loved book yeah connected them so i was ready to love it oh you 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not. Okay. I'm just going to get, okay, here we go. Listeners. I'm just going to get it out before we talk about it. I, um, romance in general is not my genre. Uh, it's just, I'm always like, oh, okay. Um, for many reasons, although I do have soft spots for certain romances. Um, I say that, but I love Bridgerton. I, the one thing I didn't like about this movie that I think I would enjoy if it was a book or even a mini series is that I felt like everything happened so quickly and they glossed over big things. Yeah. Where they're like, especially because it's big stuff, right? It's like, my father died in a war and then we were occupied and then she falls in love with a Nazi, but we love her still, but she gets pregnant by the Nazi, but the Nazi dies and my husband dies and then her husband, like, and it's two hours. And so you're like, wait, what, what, what? So then at the end, spoilers, but you know, hopefully you've watched it by now, but like by the end, I just didn't feel like it was earned because it happened so quickly. Um, Yeah. I it was one I definitely felt I would like to read this book. Um yeah. the the flashbacks with Elizabeth, it that to me was we are filling in information because we don't have enough time for you mm-hmm. to really see these scenes play out. So if we do like the voiceover, mm-hmm. we we can get you there quicker and you know i think this movie's from 2004 maybe 18 it's new it's from 2018 yeah oh well that goes that there's goes my whole theory about um because there's lily james yeah i was thinking this was like 2004 for some reason before streaming was like obsessive 2018 Um, because now this would absolutely be a like a streaming miniseries. Yeah. Well, and that's all that I was like, if it, because you see it with like Big Little Lies was like a big one. The Undoing, like HBO and Reese Witherspoon, honestly, like her company does amazing things by taking books that just need more time. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like this needed more time. And then I would probably love it. Bridgerton. Bridgerton's another one that it's a small book, but to get the nuance and the development, you just need some time. Especially when you have everyone in this movie is just flawless in their roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen Katherine Parkinson in IT Crowd? No. Her her comedic timing is so great, and it. it this character is such a difference from that character mm-hmm. um but who did it, she play i don't know who you're talking about necessarily is it was it Amelia? Isla? oh it's a lot oh I yeah right so badly um so we it was all really really interesting characters played by actors that were just nailing it so gosh kind of like <laughs> kind of like um how we were talking about after party i i would have loved to see more opportunities for each actor yeah well there should have been like if it was a mini series there should have been an episode about each character's life during the occupation you know like Mm -hmm. it would have been a full episode and i would have enjoyed it and i would have definitely watched the whole thing 
it's it's interesting to talk about um problems with a movie being because we wanted more of the movie yeah um i don't think that's usually our frustrations <laughs> well can i yeah exactly well exactly i will say i had the same feeling but i wasn't frustrated with Encanto which I have not if I have not recommended I'm on my like sixth viewing of it but that I feel like it told us exactly that story that it needed to tell in that time however they could give me three more sequels and I'd be okay mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. where this one I was like you are rushing everything um and I think we had the same problem with the Winona Ryder Little Women you know, where we were just like, wait, what? After they grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just didn't feel like this love story was necessarily earned in the time that they spent with each other. And like the amount of, inter- cause I'm sure we could probably count on our hands, the amount of interactions that they had in this movie, like, especially alone, there were like four Mm-hmm. And then they're like, will you marry me? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, not like, can we go on a date? Yeah, well, and I I wonder if that's, I don't know how to articulate this. Also, I hope that the microphone is not picking up my dog barking. A little bit, but we I don't know. Are. I don't know what's happening out there. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to say anything important for a second. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I was trying to be all fancy. Um, <laughs> the it, the comparison with her relationship with the American, mm-hmm. um, I can't think of the character's name. Mark, Markham? Mark, Mark Reynolds. What an yeah. American douche name. Mark Reynolds. Um, because we see their relationship very quickly in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's it's also a little superficial in that they're only together for six months and when you see them together they're not together yeah um so it it makes me wonder what are we missing from the book Um, yeah Mm -hmm. but I do have to say there was just a perfect acting choice at the uh near the end of the movie when she ends that engagement which also him engaging her engaging her him proposing to her right when she's about to get on the boat to leave Mm -hmm. to go to this island is like it's such a i'm laying claim on you i i was not happy about it um but at the end of the movie when she ends the engagement and gives him the ring back Mm -hmm. he slides it across the table and his very first thing to do is to open the box to see that the ring was in there Mm -hmm. it's just like the perfect encapsulation of his of that character um I actually thought that that I really liked all the choices for the he wasn't a slimy American um the arrogant possessive American mm-hmm. they they all felt they didn't feel like um mustache twirling to me yeah I didn't I hated the scene and maybe it's because like I would never date this individual but like the scene where he comes back and he's like why didn't you wear the ring why why aren't you wearing the ring Da-da-da. and it's like I am picking up pigs. I am <laughs> in pig manure a lot. I'm uh, working at a farm. Do you want me to wear the ring right now? Like that's 
all I wanted to shout at my screen. Um, sure. Yeah. But that's not why she took the ring off in the first place. I know, um, but I'm just and saying. Also, that- she didn't know she would be dealing with pigs. What I wanted her to do was point out to him that these people are, the war is still happening for them in a lot yeah. of ways. And a stranger coming into their group and flaunting this engagement ring as if, um, hey, I've just moved on. I've moved on. Yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Look at this big giant rock. That would probably feed your family forever. Well, and it's just, but I'm saying like, it was just the assumption of automatically, I don't love you when he saw the environment. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, that, which also is probably, you know, his character and doing it justice. But I was, I felt like it was so, he was just done too quickly. Like he was so angry so quickly. And I wish there were just like breadcrumbs where he like saw that and then she did something else or, you know, like it just broke down a little bit more instead of how, how quickly he went from like zero to 60. And that's like all of their emotions in this. Um, yeah. I, I think maybe mm-hmm. um, I'm able to see this because not from someone I dated, but from people, friends of mine had have dated mm-hmm. um, that have been incredibly possessive and mm-hmm. jealous Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of one in particular where I sent a friend of mine flowers for opening night of her show mm-hmm. because her partner at the time was not a good human. Uh, I suspect they're still not a good human, uh, but at least they're not together anymore. So I, I sent her flowers. And instead of getting to sort of enjoy the opening night of the show, she was dealing with this partner that was calling her and demanding to know who she was cheating on them with and why they sent her flowers and how dare she post that online and all of that. And she, and she very rightly, you know, she could have just said, no, it's from Julie. It's from my female and like defended herself. But at the end of the day, the fact that he got that, like that emotional and that responsive immediately with no like she hadn't been doing anything to indicate that in at all anyway um and so it was it was one of the things that made her realize that this was not a healthy person to be in a relationship with but I think having seen that like flip on a dime Mm. of I'm gonna fill in all the blanks for myself and, and and make this about you defending yourself Mm-hmm. I like when I when I saw his reaction, I was like, "Oh, it's this person." <laughs> I I am very fortunate that I have not had friends um, or myself in in that situation. Not saying that it's been hunky dory over here, but, <laughs> but that one I haven't um, I haven't experienced. And like even the the innkeeper was like was another character that I was like, I wish I knew more of her motivation because mm-hmm. she went. From like, I want to protect you to get the fuck out. Mm. <laughs> and I, yeah, I just, I feel like there was more information that we were missing. We needed, we needed more time with them. Yeah. Um, my we Spider-Man, we're not ready to go yet. Yes. <laughs> um, I have two. Um, I did, when it comes to the fiance, 
the one thing that I was like, ooh, this is who he is as a human is when he puts her seatbelt on in the airplane. Mm. Like the way that he put it on, I was like, if my fiance ever fucking does that, like not a helpful, but like you're a child. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it definitely had the like, you're you a baby. You don't know how to buckle your seatbelt. Like it had that vibe to it. And it made me so angry. That's all. Yeah. Um, one so Wuthering Heights is my favorite book and my grandma's favorite book. Fun fact: uh, my grandma wants it in her coffin when she dies. <laughs> she loves it so much, and I'm the same. Um, these are the things we talk about in our family. Um, but there's the one part where Isola was like oh, I don't have a man, but I have withering heights, don't I? And I was like, that's not the book to aspire your relationships to, Isola. Because like, it is very romantic, but it's also like very harmful. It's the twilight of its time. I, th- I, I was going to say, I don't recall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is the twilight of its time. It is the twilight of the Moors. And we're we're all here for it if you love it. But I wouldn't be like, you know what I want? A Heathcliff in my life. I actually don't. No, thanks. Um, And then the one quote that made me want to cry was like, when uh, Amelia says, I'm older than time and I understand nothing. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wrote down a quote too. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I I feel like I just reverted to a second grader. I wrote down a quote too. Yeah. Okay, you Uh, participated. We get it. No. So... So we see that flashback early in the movie of the of the bombing and how she lost her parents and also her relationship with her publisher is lovely. Yes, um, I feel like that's actually one of the more developed relationships in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so we see her go in and we see her literally almost lose her life trying to get this snow globe. Mm-hmm. And so full circle, at the end of the movie, she's trying to articulate what she wants without saying who she wants and blah blah blah. Um, and he says, I've seen you reach for what you want. You have that courage. And I just thought it was such a lovely, you know, callback to that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, a way of pushing her to, to go towards this thing and this person that she wants. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it's just him that she wants. I think it's the whole, you know, all of the people on Guernsey that she's not all of them, but everyone in the potato peel pie society. Yeah. That, that whole community. With. Yeah. I mean, if you have a best friend like Isla, like why, why would why? you, so you know? wonderful. Um, yeah. And she's like living her cottage core dreams at the end <laughs> with like, Oh, that house picnic table and her, boy is reading tales of Shakespeare to the little girl in the cottage Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah so I didn't I didn't necessarily like the movie but I liked the story and the characters enough that I'm like oh I wish it was a miniseries which I think it will be eventually it's one of it was like an it's a New York Times best-selling book so I feel like give it like 12 years I'll be like we're gonna make it into a miniseries Um, yeah because at this point I want the if if they were to make it a miniseries anytime soon I would riot if we don't get the same cast back because they're yeah. all just so perfect in these roles. Yeah. But I would like to read the book. I actually looked it up on Amazon last night. And yeah. 
I'll read the book with you. Not like okay. with you, but but like book club. Well, that was the other thing is that like after I was watching it, I was like, I want to join a book club so fucking bad because I, I want. I want that. Like I want that sense of community, especially when it comes to like new. Like when they were all arguing things, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. give me the timer. Yeah. I right, I just want to. I just want to sit around with crusty bread cheese and alcohol and talk about a book yeah done (laughs) done pop culture period piece book club get ready uh oh maybe that's we'll add it to our instagram what book we're reading um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah cool anything else you want to say about the movie um i the the casual fashion of this era Uh uh-huh um, I loved it. I loved being able to see that. Um, especially now that the clothing of this era is so popular, mm-hmm. we we really only see that sort of um the the dress silhouette or the skirt and oh my gosh, her pants. She's like four yeah. pairs of pants that I literally looked up nineteen forties pants to buy. Um, Elizabeth's like a loose knit sweater vests over blouses look yeah can i can i do that can i do that i want to do that yes so that that is something i wanted to make sure i mentioned um also uh, stunning amount of uh people from uh, downtown abbey in this movie (laughs) yes well i also loved um isola isola i also loved how everyone had different silhouettes and they were all comfy Mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and you could also see how like binding her clothes were compared to theirs but like Isla had definitely a um like she would be considered the you know hippie of that time because she would have the scarves around her kind of messed up hair long flowing cardigans and then Elizabeth had like very connected to her body form-fitting things so that were still mm-hmm. loose but just a little bit more form-fitting where Isla yeah. was just like draping everywhere so uh, and the interiors the interiors of these houses the wallpaper <sighs> alone I, d- I definitely um went on a little um not spiral not wormhole I went down a path last night looking at some uh, DIY videos oh for what just some things I want to do I think just I I love I love wall cup like wall decor yes um I don't I don't like blank walls and I'm not super in love with just having pictures and stuff so mm-hmm. in in my head I have a whole thing that I'm going to do in that tiny little space where you come in our house but it's going to feel like its own space is what I'm doing in my head Ooh, that'd be fun well one of the things I learned on my my journey is that because I, I ended up on a page for someone that's giving you sort of instructions of here's how to change up the look of an apartment if you're renting. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you're changing the look of something if you don't know if you want it forever. And they did a lot with peel and stick floor tiles. Oh, stuff. yes. I've been on that page. But they before they put the peel and stick down, they put down like, the splinters tape. tape. Mm-hmm. This was... Uh, Mm-hmm. mind blown new discovery for me so sexy, i have no right? idea yeah yeah so that's sort of my my thing right now is wow what if i do that in a small space and then do i'm also big into like slats 
Like, mm. have you seen these, like, a lot of people do vertical, but I've started to see, like, horizontal where it's not even across the wall. This is probably mm. not excited for anyone. We can. No, I feel no. I feel like our audience. <laughs> if we've if we've done enough to cultivate the right audience, they're like me, and they're like, yeah, yeah. I love this. I love this idea. Do Ta- it, Julie. Do talk it. about the horizontal slats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing. I'm. I think that's the thing I'm looking forward to. Is wait, we didn't um, even rate it yet. Oh fuck. Who am I? I <laughs> you just up. got so excited by slats. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you want to create? Do you want to create the rating system, or should I? No, you're better at it than me. Okay, no, it's no such thing as better. Um, one out of ten pre-loved books. What would you give this movie? I think I'd give it a six. Mm-hmm. I I after I read the book, mm-hmm. I want to rewatch the movie as someone that has the full perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if my rating will go up. Mm-hmm. I would give it a four. Oh, damn. Yeah. I really was like, I, you can't just, especially at the, especially right now, it's like someone falling in love with a Nazi. It's like, they are not, it's not like, oh, they're, they're just, it's like, no, they have core human beliefs that are different than you. Right. I, I did not, that got glossed over very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So, but I agree that I do, but I do like the story enough that I want to read the book because I feel like there's more. I feel yeah. like there has to be. I just didn't like, I didn't, I, yeah, I just was like, I'm, I need, I need more time in this moment. You can't as an audience member tell me to be like, okay, and she's in love with a Nazi. I know she's pregnant and he's dead. And no, she's dead. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I need, I need a moment. Um, <laughs> And it just went too fast. It just went too yeah. fast for me. Um, so it, it was like storytelling Moulin Rouge for you. You know what I mean? Like where where the ideas went too quickly. <laughs> Did it also make you ill? Kind of. The ideas yeah. went so quickly. Speaking of being ill, a really funny thing, a horrible thing happened, but a really funny thing is that at the very beginning of the movie, before the opening credit sequence, one of the characters vomits. And at the exact time they vomited on the screen, my dog vomited on me. Oh my God. And like, not a little bit. It was a lot. And it just, it was, talk about an immersive experience I had with this movie. Um, So then I had to pause it and like, thank goodness I was wearing a blanket and because I was sitting on the couch because nothing worse than when your couch, like you spill something on the couch. Yeah. So I could roll up the blanket, you know, wash myself, whatever. Um, One of them. One of the reasons we got the couch that we got is because the fabric is actually like pet, not pet proof, but pet resistant or whatever. Yeah. So I I don't think we've gotten vomit on there, but we've gotten every kind of snack food possible. Thanks to, to Roy. Mm-hmm. Including like your snack food. Cause he steals your stuff all the time too. Oh, I had, <laughs> I had a vegetarian hot dog that was boxed the box with the hot dog was in front of me on like a little tray table i had not opened it up and he went and so quickly got got it in his mouth that one of those like to go cardboard containers got it in his mouth and swung his head whole thing went all over the rug on the floor all the animals were happy 
But were they happy? Because guess what, suckers? It was not real meat. <laughs> Just smells like it. <laughs> oh, Roy. What a sweetie. All right, what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm, I've got some things I want to do that are boring, but I'm excited to do some organization around mm-hmm. the house. Um, I, I love organization because whenever I organize, I come, I have more room and I also uh-huh. get rid of things that I shouldn't have anymore. Yeah. Um, I am notorious for having trouble getting rid of things. I think I still have all of my theater t-shirts from my high school shows. Oh no, Julie. Yeah. Yeah. I am notorious for getting rid of things. <laughs> um, I am looking forward to, it's going to be super small, but like it's been snowing a lot and I've been really busy with, um, I'm directing a Peter Pan show, but I'm also in a Peter Pan show. It's a very, there's <laughs> lots of Peter Pan happening right now in my life. Um, Peter Pan is very happy in the spring, I suppose. Big, yes. big, big popularity for Peter Pan. Yeah, Peter Pan in Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh, more plosives. Oh. Welcome. Um, and- I'm going to get Heather to record um, another trailer for us. That's just her reveling in her plosive ability. Yes. Um, and they, anyway, so I haven't seen my parents in a little bit, just because either snow, every time we try to get together on a day I have off or whatever. And so um, after this podcast, um, there is a local pub that's like two blocks from me that my father loves and I obviously love. Um, But they just started doing their brunch again for the first (gasps) time since I've moved in because COVID um, has been, you know, a thing, still a thing, but they just started doing brunch again. And so they're going to come over and we're going to go to brunch at my local pub. And I'm excited because I get to see my parents. I haven't seen them in a little bit. It makes it sound like they're two hours away. They're not. It's just been one of those like scheduling things where you're like, what about this day? No, I'm busy. Mm-hmm, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I'm going to drink coffee with Bailey's in it and eat some hash and I'm going to have so much fun. So. That genuinely sounds wonderful. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, This is the point where we're going to start telling you to rate, review, subscribe. Um, We've been here for for a wee bit, um, and that keeps us going. Also, we're a part of the Trident Network. So if you really like our show, uh, you can purchase our merch or uh, their Patreon because they are what keep us going. Um, Anything else, Julie, before we let them go? Fly free, baby. (laughs) No, all right. (laughs) No, that was it. That was my. That was my anything else. Oh, oh, great. We're good. Words of wisdom. Oh yes, yes. Um, (laughs) Airline that sucks. (laughs) Out of one, one out of ten, I'd rate that. No, I'm kidding. Oh my gosh. So, so, um, what was I gonna say? Crap. Oh, what I was gonna say is that we did not talk about how old either of us are this whole episode so get it instead of getting a shot get a drink of your choice sip it enjoy it (laughs) have a lovely day and thanks for listening bye bye the pop culture period peace podcast is a part of the trident network to learn more about our videos live shows and other podcasts please visit the tridentnetwork.com